Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 106 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and they will roast your beans to your specifications, then send them to your house. That's right. You just go to their website. You find a variety of beans you like. You tell them how you want them roasted. They'll roast them and send them to your house. Small batch roasts, so that way they're not roasting hundreds of pounds all at once and then just hopefully selling them off in the future. No, no. They're roasting them fresh for you, so check it out. CouchtownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like, make an order, and enter the code word Audible Farm at checkout to save yourself 20%. Let them know Audible Farm sent you and save yourself 20% on your order this week. www.couchtowncoffee.com. This week's episode is a hoot. It went off the rails right from the get go. I uh, mispronounced Nate's name, I called him Nick, but they took it in stride, and I'll tell you what. Marco and Nate are some hilarious individuals. Uh, they didn't take almost anything seriously in the whole podcast, and I thought it was hilarious. So uh, check them out. It was really refreshing to know that even though these guys take their music very seriously, they uh, don't take themselves seriously. So uh, all I got to say is this is a really fun episode. I didn't know Marco or Nate uh, before the podcast. As a matter of fact, I, I befriended Marco just a, you know, like a few months ago, maybe on Facebook, and I just befriended Nate within the last week. So I was not too familiar with either one of these guys, but uh, I've seen them play live, and I'll tell you what, Blacked Out World's great. You got to go check them out live if you can. I know COVID's kind of putting a damper on those things, but uh, check them out. I do know they also released a new album this year. We discuss all that in the podcast and more. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Um, I was debating whether or not to edit some things out of this one, but I left it whole. And I just want to say, uh, maybe listen to this one with earbuds in if you are around small children or at work. It's not uh, not a bad podcast, but it's, uh, it's riflingly entertaining. So I hope you guys enjoy it. This is a really fun podcast. I had, I had a blast on this one. I laughed a lot. Uh, check it out. It's episode 106 with Marco Johnston and Nick Boyce from blacked out world it's the audible farm podcast with your host peter stockdale sitting down today uh it's marco and and nick marco johnson and nick uh Nate, 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 Nate boys. I tried to do it without reading my notes. <laughs> Couldn't do it. You just triggered a whole other story all on its own. Like, what? A whole other guy. No. Yes. All right. He's so let's asshole. let's start it over. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is actually good. We'll leave it in there. I've messed up one other name, and I apologize. That was uh, Ben Christopher. Yeah, I think you guys oh. probably know Ben. So. Oh yeah. 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 So I've, I've screwed you call him. Uh, Brian. So. Well, we'll just, you know, sweep all this under the table like it never happened, even though it's in the beginning seconds of the podcast. But anyways, um, we, we were talking just before the podcast started. I've seen you guys play a lot of shows live back in like the what I would call my whole avenue tavern days. I used to go there for a lot of like Dominic Derringer was booking shows there and stuff like that. So uh, you guys would be there, you know, once every month or every other month or every two months or three months kind of deal. And, and it was a very frequent occurrence to see you guys playing there, it seemed like. Uh, but that was, you know, maybe about a year or so ago. So 
Um, other than that, it's been COVID, and I haven't seen too many bands playing this year, really. So uh, we can kind of delete 2020 like it never happened. But let's backtrack a little bit. Um, Marco, did I see you just recently rejoined the band? Is that right? Yes. All right. I'm a, I'm a three-time member and a two-time <laughs> ex-member now. I think, I think I'm holding the record. You hold the record. So yes. to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! No. <laughs> yes. Yep, I've been fired and I fired myself. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you hold a lot of records, it sounds like, over there. Um, yes. And then uh, Nate, not Nick, uh, you've been in the band in its entirety? Or how long have you been in the band? I, I, I am the the man. The man. <laughs> I'm, I'm Black That World's my baby. That's All right. what we tell him. Um, yeah, he's the uh, founding member. <laughs> the last, the last, last, last man standing. <laughs> so, like, you started, when did you start the band then? Uh, 2011. Well, that's when it changed names. Yeah, yeah. 2011 is yeah. when we. Yeah, when that's when it became Blacked Out World. Yeah. What was the original name? I am Enemy. I am Enemy. How long did that last? Up until that one day. <laughs> Up until I fired Marco. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that was a bad day. So, uh, was that uh, House of Bricks? And who who were, you, who were we playing with? I don't. I uh, Dead, Dead Horse Trauma, Trauma? Had the early show. Yeah, and we were on directly after them for the late show. And yeah, <laughs> long long story short, a series of unfortunate events uh, led to me chucking my guitar on the stage and leaving. Oh jeez. Uh, so, so that was my last time in that. And at that point in time, I'm guessing that uh, the band name changed because uh, no one's going to give them a fucking show ever again. Oh yeah, I mean. I guess that's a good defense mechanism against that. I never even thought of that because, like, you know, you could easily tarnish the name of a band with one person's actions. So, like, maybe changing the name might be a good defense mechanism, you know? Yes, you can do that. Well, the name wasn't really working out anyway. So. Yeah, everyone kept saying Eminemy because it was just spelled the letters I-M-N-M-E. So oh. it'd be Eminemy. Oh, it's like in excess but not doesn't roll off the tongue as well, you know. No, uh, it's, it sounded like a bunch of hair lips announcing it, basically. <laughs> so, uh, like, the world was a way better name for our style, anyways. So. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a name like that would have hearkened itself to like what maybe like the late '90s metal scene would have been, though. Like, you know, early 2000s. It sounds like one of those kind of names, the I am enemy, but you just have the letters, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would have fit. It would have fit for the times, though. I mean, and uh, not that blacked out world doesn't fit. It's easy to remember. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I cruise around YouTube and I, I do a lot of like following of bands on YouTube. And even though some aren't too active on YouTube, but I mean, shout out to you guys. You've always been active on there. It seems like the last five years you guys have been putting out music videos and things like that, constantly refining your YouTube game. You, you pop up a lot on uh, the front page of my YouTube when I scroll through. Well, that's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, anytime we can uh, try to get a little bit of reach out there, it's uh, it's not an easy task, you know. Especially if you got a bunch of guys working, uh, you know, full time jobs. It's not an excuse, but certainly is hard to find the time to go and promote and try to make yourself bigger. Yeah, I mean, it really is. As far as even like making music videos, I saw you guys had a handful of those on there. I tossed them in a playlist of Iowa bands with music videos. So, so it's in a playlist on on the YouTube somewhere, but. Um, I mean, it's easy to find. You just search Blacked Out World, and it's the first channel that pops up. you got 100-plus subscribers, which is not an easy task to pull off in the YouTube game. But, like, one thing I wanted to ask you guys was, how do you go about doing the music video and, and making an album thing? Because I feel 
a lot of bands miss the boat with make you know don't make music videos at all i mean whether or not they're low quality high quality because you guys is a pretty good production value honestly but uh, yeah how do you go about what was your like mindset going into this where you're like i'm gonna make a music video and uh and let's just see what happens or did you have a buddy that had a camera and some some equipment and you were like well let's let him just try what he wants or you know or how did it all go uh, the very first one, end of time, I can tell you, was shot with a $25 strobe light from Spencer's and iPhones. Oh, nice. Yeah. And pretty easy peasy. But then uh, I think Ron got a camera, and that's how we did uh, Ashes of the World. Yeah. And then for uh, three, we hired it out. We stopped doing our own production. Yeah. <laughs> We're done with that. So, that's um, too much. Moon Chaser, it was the... Uh, Wooly show with uh, Shaman's Harvest. They just went through and uh, did a, a video recording of a few different songs, and uh, Moon Chaser turned out to kind of be the best one. And we we knew we wanted to do that one anyways at some point, so they took that and then just overlaid the audio. And obviously, you know, when you're playing live and your tempos change, they just kind of shifted it around back and forth a little bit to keep everything looking like it's all in time. So. That one turned out really good. I like that one. I love the live middle of that one. Yeah. Gets me, yes. gets me in the feels every yep. time. That, that phaser, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, man, that's, that's really cool. I mean, I've I've made a music video. It's not like I'm a brilliant production or videographer of any sort, but it's just something that's like, like you guys said, with iPhones, you can blow some people away with just iPhones and be sneaky about it, not tell them, and they don't even know, you know? I mean... Yeah, but- the one for Faithless was a really good one because we did a little B and E on that one. <laughs> we went out uh, north of Dallas Center there. I can't remember the name of the town up there. There's that old school that we were at, you know, that black and white one we did. Mm-hmm. And being from Southern Iowa, I know that you go talk to a neighbor. So I went and talked to the neighbor guy, and he told me who the owner was. I said, "Well, we're just a dumb band. We're shooting a video. Next thing I know, we got some guy there. <laughs> Lucky you talked to the neighbor." <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing here? Do I need to call the cops? I'm like, no, we're a dumb band. So we handed him a card. He handed us his card. If you guys need to come do a reshoot, come on back and just give me a call. Let me know you're coming. <laughs> you know, it's really cool, though. I mean, like uh, driving to a destination to film the music video. It's not like it was just filmed in a backyard somewhere. Yeah, like that, in... that was a weird one. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, dirty. Course, very dirty. In, in Hellbound, uh, the music video was uh that, that that was more of heath's baby wasn't it he set that all up and got got that all rolling and uh, it turned out pretty darn good too super high quality on it yeah i mean that's one of the things i noticed was like not only is the video quality good but the production quality within it is also very good and uh it's not like that's not something a band could pull off by themselves because i've seen bands pull it off pretty well but it's uh you know, it's a difficult task, and, and hats off to you guys for, like, consistently putting out music videos for things. Um, like I said, I feel like it's something a lot of bands miss the boat on. It's not like it's the MTV days like it was back in the day, and you're going to have your music video on TV, but I still feel like it's an, a nice promotional tool that can help propel the band further. Right, and I think, I, I think you're going to see YouTube uh, even more so than what it is now becoming the uh, the platform, even for more live stuff, depending on kind of what goes on down the road, you know. Um I, th- I think you're going to see that becoming more of a priority. It has to be, you know, if there's no live shows going, the outlet has to be somewhere. So uh, people are going to start trying to figure out how to uh, get more exposure and guys are going to have to try to do some more do it yourself methods to get their music out there when they're normally just a, you know, a bar band or a live band, they're going to have to put that somewhere else now. So I think, uh, you know, people ought to start throwing their hat in, in the game as quick as they can to 
figure that out and get moving on it for sure. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be something that's going on as far as like, you know, Facebook may or may not, you know, remove some capabilities of some people when it comes to putting music on the internet. I don't know what exactly. There's been so much back and forth talk about that saying one thing and then saying the opposite. And I don't know what the official word on it is, but you're 100% right. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a shift going, you know, here coming forward. I've seen a lot of bands, you know, really up in their game as of late, you know, with the COVID thing. And you can change your web presence around and try and do different things like that. And it's uh, it's something that I think bands are going to have to do. And, you know, speaking of web presence, you guys, I mean, you're 3,000 plus Facebook followers. You guys, you're strong. You know, it's uh, it's not something I'm sure that was built overnight. But how? what do you attribute to that? Well, it, it took a long time for me to make that many emails and make Facebook accounts for all of them. Uh, just to follow the band, but uh, <laughs> um, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> no, I mean obviously some of it has to be the music. Uh, the music's got to draw some people in because I'll tell you what, if they don't like if they don't like the music, they're not coming. I mean that's straightforward. That's that's first things first. Um, well, y- y- I mean yes and no, but I mean just look at us. <laughs> <laughs> We're handsome. I mean. Oh That's my the end of the story. The music is just you, you catch that while you're there. <laughs> you put a picture up, and that was that's what lures them in. <laughs> right, hundred percent. Oh my gosh, this is this is gold money. This is gold. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's not an easy easy game trying to play like the internet band game, and uh, I, I feel like trying to get through to people is one of the most difficult things. Um, is there anything that you guys have other than obviously like going out and playing live? Because you know right now it's COVID. And nobody can play live, you know, for the most part. People can. It's it's sparse. It's here and there. Certain counties know. But how do you how do you go about doing that? Trying to like maintain some sort of relevance in all of this. Well, um, you know, everybody's posting on social media right now, so it, it, it's it's flooded. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. You know, it, it, you'll find yourself just drowning in the mix, trying to be heard during that. So you know, you just kind of keep for what we're doing. We're just kind of keeping the normal presence we're not doing anything special on that but um if there's not a live show uh you know we better be writing some new damn music so i mean that's that's what we're doing right now it's uh you know we got uh, a show coming up on the 25th at whole avenue as long as they reopen bars 26th okay whatever that saturday is um as long as they reopen the bars but um you know in the meantime it's you just got to keep yourself busy with something so uh it's writing new stuff that's smart. Um, and sweating with each other and staring at each other's big dumb heads all day trying to figure out how to write something. <laughs> you know, that's that's true, though. I feel like a lot of bands are also kind of missing the boat on that one as far as, um, I don't know. Um, I'm not much of a music writer, so I can't say much for it myself, honestly. But, uh, you know, you're, you're in there writing a whole new album, I'm assuming? Uh, just a song at a time. Yeah, we haven't figured it out yet. We just started writing and whatever's going to become of it, uh, you know, whether we do an EP, just do a few singles. I mean, uh, that business has changed so much. You know, nobody buys a CD anymore. I mean, people do to support you, but nobody's out going to CD stores that much anymore. It's more of a niche hobby. So it, I, I don't know if the answer is to keep doing something like that, release small chunks or just release a single at a time. Yeah, I'm of a mind where I think three is going to be probably our last full length release. It'll be singles and EPs from here on out. You know, you know maybe once you get 10 songs or something, you put them together and bundle them as an album or something like that. But yeah, it, it, the, the day of trying to keep someone's attention span for eight or nine songs, I, I think you're better off just releasing one or two here and there and just giving them a drip. Yeah, you're, you know, you're not 
You're not wrong. I've seen a lot of bands doing that nowadays, like well-established bands, non-well-established bands, whatever. But it's uh, as far as we're just going to put out like a few EPs and maybe we can put out two a year. Maybe we can put out three a year, you know, and, and you can kind of you you put them out quicker. But the thing is, you end up I always wondered how that works with like recording time. Like, do you have to book more recording sessions probably? Or do you guys record? How do you guys record? Do you guys book sessions somewhere? Do you record your own stuff or? We're pretty self-contained. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Ron had been uh, doing our recording for Red, White, and Black in three. And I have a uh, very raw, basic setup here that uh, we're considering doing it. But no, we haven't uh, We haven't had to actually go into the studio yet. So it's a little bit of a blessing. You know, there's never a press for time. Nice, nice. I always felt like that was one of the toughest things people might have to come about would be like trying to figure out the best way to go about you know, just going into a studio and, and booking down three songs as opposed to 10. Cause you know, 10, it's like we can go in, you know, three weekends in a row or we can try and smoosh it all into one weekend and, and just track it like Friday night, Saturday, you know, all this Sunday. And I mean, you guys don't have any of that issue. And as you know, as far as I'm concerned, I've heard your music that you've recorded and I feel like a lot of people are, are getting so good at it nowadays that you can actually record at home and people don't even know you're recording at home. Cause that's the case with you guys. You know, it's, it's well enough produced that I, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that, but maybe some of that comes down to the fact that I'm not the best at recording music at my house, so I don't know. Sure, sure. <clears throat> and, and, you know, uh, not not to go plugging everybody, but Ron Letts, uh, In a Box Studios, uh, you know, he, he's got that um, business up and going where he's uh, doing some recording and stuff like that, and he, he did he did a great job with our stuff. So, I mean, I, I can't uh, talk well enough about how he did on that. So, uh, you know, just a shout-out on that. So if anyone's looking to do that, look his way you know cool. great prices but yeah for sure nice for nice sure. so um you guys got the new album recently came out uh i'm saying recently but it's been about a year and a year ago <laughs> i saw but or no it hasn't been a year it's, it was in 2020 it was in april yeah i was gonna yeah. say i'll well, just say it's been a long year 2020's uh, been a long <laughs> five years <laughs> oh my gosh it's been forever but uh but yeah i did see that three did recently come out and you guys are already recording new stuff which is pretty wild that's a pretty fast turnaround time um, I mean, I'm in a punk band, you know, you can write 30 songs in a year and record them and it's like, there's an album and you just toss them out and do 30 more. But like, that's still a pretty quick turnaround time for a metal band. Well, to be fair, <laughs> the stuff on three was being written as we were recording red, white and black. So, I mean, it, it, but by the time we got three out there, I mean, those songs have been around for years already. Yeah, we'd so. already played the majority of them out. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's time to write new stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not that good. We didn't just release it and then go. Let's get more stuff. Now, that shit's been around forever. And uh, you know, with like the first two, I did the majority of the songwriting, and with three, I opened that up for everybody. I'm like, if you got an idea, bring it. Like I opened it lyrically for him. He wrote a lot of stuff on it. Um, and right now, you know, he's bringing the riffs, and me and him just last night we sat down and wrote out a song lyrically together. You know. So oh, cool. Is that the first I time? I kind of opened all that up for everybody. Is that the first time you guys have sat down and duoed a lyric um, together, or do you usually yeah. bounce it? Um, the first time I think we've ever sat down and done it together, usually if I'm involved in it, which has only been on a few songs, but I'll just send him this five-page fucking word salad <laughs> of fucking lyrics that don't make any sense, and then he'll cut it down to something that you know you can actually sing live. 
Um, if we went with whatever I wrote, it'd probably end up being like a mumble rap song over top of it because there's so many words in it. But uh, he, he cuts those down and then uh, changes a few things around and makes it uh, sound a lot better than what it was in my head. So, but yeah, this is the first one that we sat down and said, okay, you know, we, we just started writing it and uh, we started with uh, basically nothing. We started with the melody last night and then kind of dug into the archives of some old shit that was uh, didn't go anywhere and pulled a little bit from here and there and uh, came up with a entire song. So. Oh, nice. Cool. I mean, uh, God, I mean, I'd, re- I'd rather have too much stuff, you know, and then have to have somebody weed some of it out than not have enough. Cause like my songwriting capability is just like, I wrote one line that sounded cool and then another line behind it that rhymes with it. And then, um, I got nothing, you know, like, then, so- you're on, then, then you're on rhyme zone and thesaurus.com typing shit in, trying to find something. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been there and it doesn't work. And eventually you're just like, you're outclassing yourself and you sound like a caricature. Yeah, you're just Dr. Seussing it after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So uh, how did you guys end up finding each other? Because, I mean, you found each other, obviously, before Blacked Out World. But uh, how did it How did it go down? God led us to each other. <laughs> 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 now, um, uh, so Josh Finch, uh, he, you know, he used to be the bass player up until uh, 2016, um, him and I have known each other since uh, high school. We met on a, a Craigslist ad, and uh, we started just hanging out and playing. And then uh, the teenage years of not having a full band, and then one day he goes, we're going to go hang out with this uh, Nate guy. And uh, I've hated him ever since. <laughs> like, likewise. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty crazy, though. I find that there's a lot of guys down in your area that find people on Craigslist, and it's it's pretty staggering how it works out that way. But I guess how else are you going to find musicians these days? Oh God, have you have you read Craigslist musicians ads lately? Uh, not lately. For a while, I was like, for a while I was hunting their whole band if they just read the other ads. Bass player looking for band. Band needing bass player. <laughs> and then somewhere in there, there's some passive aggressive dude who vaguely references some other post and goes off on a seven page rant. So I got to read that whole thing just because I need it. Drummer <laughs> seeking fifth band. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the yeah, truth? We're a little bit of a mess right now, it seems like. Everybody's looking for a drummer. Uh, yeah. My favorite one is the guy. Yeah, there'll always be that one guy. And it's uh, it'll be like a guitar player. Or no, no, it'll be like a band seeking drummer, bass player, vocalist, and keyboardist. <laughs> yeah, it's not a fucking band. Yeah, <laughs> you're, what... you're a guy. You're a guy seeking a band. It's... Don't prop yourself up. <laughs> uh, I immediately scroll past those because I think that those people just already have way too big of a head. Yeah, I'm always leery of that too. When it's like full band with with you know dates booked, looking for a drummer, and it's like, ooh. Like, I don't know if you went about this the correct way or if, like, the drummer backed out or what happened, but this sounds like a rough spot for anyone to fill, so I'll probably avoid it, you know, and I'm not a drummer by any means, but it's still just like, eesh, you know. You know, I kind of wonder about that if, like, every time we put out a drummer ad, if everyone's just like, oh, shit, not again. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure every drummer, like, has been in a million bands. Um, Most drummers I know are in multiple bands. You're in a million right now. Just about every drummer has been in Blacked Out World, too. (laughs) Trying to get them all. (laughs) Got to collect them all. Got to get one of every drummer. Yes. Uh, It's like, come on, we're just going to get one of each. (laughs) How does how does that work out for you though? Like, uh, I've been very fortunate to be in a band that has had like 
well, no lineup changes since I've been in it. I mean, it's not like I'm the reason it hasn't had lineup changes, but I've also been in a band that has had numerous lineup changes while I've been in the band. So I've seen both sides of the coin and uh, you guys, um, we discussed it a little bit, but like you guys have had a little bit of a, a membership change over the years. So like, how do you guys deal with that? I mean, maybe, I mean, honestly, maybe Nate would be the person to ask it this, but like, how do you, how, it's, it's just, not like, how do you tolerate it? But how do you, how do you keep going forward? I don't, I'm too dumb to quit. <laughs> just, you know, one guy leaves and played around enough, you call another guy and unless you know you really want a guy to come back <laughs> so you record this kick-ass record and then a guy fires himself and so you call another guy but no and comes hey, in and does a good job and but you then, record a music video with the other guy first yeah well there's that i mean that's cool and then i'm not getting rid of the other guy <laughs> so now we're a free guitar player rig we Blackout World started out as a three-piece. There was one. There's me, bass player, and a drummer. Okay. And now we're a five-piece with three guitar players. <laughs> and, it, and we'll be auditioning trumpet players soon. <laughs> and timpani. It's going to be like a ska. Our next record is going to be ska. Nice. Whole, whole yeah. new direction. Mm-hmm. It'll be called like Grayed Out World. You guys will have a little yeah. bit new lease on life. Our fans are going to be extremely disappointed, <laughs> as usual. Um, <laughs> I think- uh, I mean, it, it always sucks because it always seems like whenever somebody uh, leaves, whether it's on their own accord or by somebody else's, it's always uh, we, we seem to be getting momentum. And then it, it's just it never fails. We get a little bit of momentum and then something fucking happens. That's- oh, by the way, uh, am I going to get in trouble for cussing? Am I getting beeped out? No, oh, you're not stop getting saying. You're not getting beeped oh, at all. Stop fucking saying that then. Um, <laughs> you know, something always happens right right when we're gaining momentum and then boom, we got to put ads out again. And uh, I, I think the quickest transition that we ever had was, uh, you know, when Josh left, we thought it was going to be a lot worse than what it was because Josh had been around since the beginning and uh, we floated a couple names around and then Heath came in and uh, just yeah. did his thing and just picked right up and, and and now he's just right there as a driving force. He did amazing. It was great. Um, and drummers is always a problem with, because, with Andy yeah. coming in as of late though, we've played with Andy for years prior. He was the original drummer of I am enemy. Yeah, okay. He was the first person that we fired. Yeah. We fired him too. <laughs> and went full circle. <laughs> but him coming back. has been a real, I mean, it's rejuvenating. It's really good. Yeah. For you sure. Know, you know, sometimes I found that too, though, is like just getting some breather room and then coming back. Sometimes that's all you need, you know, um, as far as like meshing with a musician again. Um, maybe your styles didn't meet up beforehand or maybe you didn't quite get along as well or whatever. But sometimes you're as everybody grows, you end up becoming. I saw you guys looking at each other. Don't do that. No, it's it's for real, though. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like a rejuvenating thing for all the parties involved. And sometimes I feel like, you know, people can grow in that amount of time. You know, it really doesn't matter how much time there is, but it gives people a new lease on on not only, you know, life or whatever, but like a new lease on the band in general, too. Well, sure. I mean, and like Nate said about the, you know, the too dumb to quit thing. I mean, that uh, I'm sure a lot of the, the, the things that could happen too comes from the fact that blacked out world does not stop. There's no stop. 
There's no, we're taking four weeks off. We're not going to take a month off and go do something. It's every week we're getting together. And, you know, occasionally you'll get a holiday where we'll say, let's take this week off. But there, there, there's never, ever been a, we're going to take a few months off and just take a break. So, I mean, after a while, you know, yeah, sure. You, you, there, there's a lot of internal pressure to keep producing and keep keep the ball moving, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. So. I, I I've had band practice once a week for the last thirty years. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> you, you wouldn't even know what to do on Saturdays. I just be sitting there, like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get the band practice every week. I mean, in Three Finger Betty, we did that for so long. Um, COVID kind of slowed it down because it's like, what you know, what are you going to do? But when we get together, we would practice new material you know so it's kind of we had something to do at least when we did get together but it is also weird it's not like riding a bike you know if you spend a couple months away from you know your bandmates and you get back together it's like oh this is noticeably not as tight as it was when we left you know when we were practicing every single week so there is something to say about practicing every single week as a band and and staying tight or gig ready or whatever you want to call it but yeah we've got our set that we practice you know just just in case there's a show and then we'll work on you know, new stuff, stuff we haven't worked on for, you know, we got three albums worth of material. Mm-hmm. We're not going to practice 30 songs. We're not doing it. <laughs> so we'll do a set, work, maybe throw in an obscure one and then work on some new stuff. Nice. Nice. So, um, who else you got in the band? I don't know. Did we end up mentioning everybody in the band that's currently in the band right now? Uh, currently kind of, uh, we didn't name Colton, uh, by name, but, uh, Colton, Jung Jahanger, Schminger Schmidt, um, <laughs> Young Yohan. Young Yohan. I'm just. I'm giving a hard time. He's, he's gonna. He's gonna be mad when he hears that. Um, he's never heard it before. No. Uh, Colton's the other guitar player, and uh, him and I are basically just uh, attention deficit buddies. It's just a couple of fucking squirrel chasers. So we get along pretty good on that kind of thing, and uh, you know we both uh, play leads and switch off on that kind of stuff. <clears throat> he's the. Uh, well, I guess I'm the newest addition, but he was the newer addition. He replaced me, and then I replaced myself. Um, you got Andy Adams, the original drummer, uh, drummed with us, uh, back in, you know, 2008, been in 10 bands with Andy. Yeah. He's good to go. And then, and then Heath and Andy, they, they played together for years too. So, uh, once we got Andy and it was kind of just like a big family reunion, that was probably the easiest drum transition that we've had because he just came in and, you know, all the stuff that was on album one, except for death comes calling was all stuff that we wrote with him anyways. So, um, it was it was a little easier to jump into it that way when you got someone who had a background of the catalog. But yeah, so it's uh, Nate, me, uh, Colton, Heath, and Andy right now. All right, and uh, couldn't be happier with that lineup. Yeah, it's a solid lineup. It's pretty crazy how you guys got this like Iron Maiden thing going on, where like a guitarist left and then came back, and they were like, "Well, we're not kicking out this other guy. We're leaving him in here," and you know, and you end up with this well, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to get Colton fired, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's my new drinking buddy, so no, I'm no, not getting rid of him. Yeah, no one's biting that yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, like, one thing's for sure is just from talking to you guys, I mean, we've only been talking just over a half an hour, and it's easy to see you guys are fun-loving individuals, which I think, you know, translates well to the music scene, because if you're super rigid about things, it doesn't necessarily always translate well to having a good time playing music at bars, you know? Um, That's one thing uh, I, I'll... I'll remember this forever. We played a show at Lefties, and this this old he's a Vietnam vet came up and was talking to me. He says, "You know, he says not only do I like your music, he says, but I can see just watching you guys. You guys are literally having fun." Yeah. I'm like, well, that's 
that's why I do it. I'm not doing this because I hate it. You know? yeah, exactly. I, I just took that to heart. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that translates because if you hang out with us at practice, it's, I'm surprised we get anything done. <laughs> yeah, that's, we need our own reality show is what we need. It's comedy the whole time. Oh my I mean, god! There, there, there's a lot of bands out there, and you know, it's, it's not talking smack or anything. You know, there, uh, a lot of guys have a, a different stage persona than, than who they are in uh, in real life. You know, it's an act, and, and it is. It's uh, going up on stage and playing in front of people. You know, it's an escape and it's an act. But uh, unfortunately, we are just as dumb on stage <laughs> as we are off stage. <laughs> The only difference is when we get off stage, we're six inches shorter and we're not nearly as cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were talking about how you guys need your own reality show and you guys have been pretty good on the, on the YouTube world as of, as of so far. Have you, have, you know, maybe thought about doing like a once a month show, call it like uh, maybe blacked out real world. And, uh, well, oh, oh, I like that. I, I like that. I like that. And uh, one of the fun things is is that, uh, you know, when we were talking a little bit about the COVID and uh, moving to YouTube, this uh, camera, I've got this little crappy camera with a uh, halo light on it. But i um, actually working on getting a YouTube together. Uh, more for me on this one, but we can definitely apply it to the Blacked Out World thing. I'm going to do some guitar stuff on there. But I think that would be a great idea. And I think we need to do that where it's once a week, even if it's just, you know, something stupid like Nate goes shopping. Uh, yeah, it could be follow him around a high V in his kilt and his knee high boots. Yeah, and he comes back and someone's like, "You didn't get bagels or something," you know. Just it, the, it would be something that would like help him interact with you just enough. It could, you can make these tiny little skits, and I bet you guys would kill it. Grab a pepper off the shelf, and it's got little soft marks on it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> we'll get kicked out of high V, but it'll make for a good video. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, I'm not advocating anybody get kicked out of high V or anything, but I'm just tossing ideas your guys' way. I mean, you guys seem like you're fun loving enough. You do it. You guys could totally pull it off. And I mean, like, if I don't know, not like we all watched Real World back in the day, but it's not like the camera work was awesome on Real World. So it's not like you would right. need anything better than just a phone camera. So you know, you could pull that off pretty simply. I don't I know. Think that'd be a fun one. Oh. We love doing stupid stuff yes. in our daily lives. I mean, <laughs> yes, look at this. You know that you were talking earlier though about like it's pretty obvious when people are on stage and they're having fun doing what they're doing, um, and it's it's literally just as obvious, or maybe even more blatantly obvious, if someone's on stage and they're not enjoying doing what they're doing. Um, yeah. that's something that I've seen a little bit of here and there live. And it's, uh, it's a tough thing to shake for certain people or certain bands, but it's, it's one of those things that it's just like, man, you can tell these people just, they're, they're not feeling it or something's not quite right. And it's, it, I don't know if it's like only musicians can notice it, but if it, it's definitely something you can notice if somebody's having like an off night on stage. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And, and I mean, it'd be like, uh, imagine if I went up on stage and tried to act like some complete badass <laughs> no one's gonna take that seriously anybody who's ever seen me at least for 17 seconds would not believe that for for an instant but yeah you, you can tell when people are up there and they're not having fun and they're you know just just there to do a gig and collect a check and go home and uh it's it's not fun to watch that 
No, it's not. I mean, it's it's tough when a gig feels like work. I'm sure we've all definitely been to one of those gigs or been through that at least one point in time where it's just like you're just hauling stuff in. And you're like, oh, this isn't going to be the greatest show I've ever played, and it just feels like it's work from start to finish. But there's been a couple of those. Yeah. On, you know, I, th- I think everybody has one. Now, uh, the two Wooly shows that we played were absolutely not like that at all. I you know I had the first chance to play Woolies uh, was it seventeen or eighteen uh, I don't know they all blend together we played uh, well nineteen was with uh, Pop Evil and then cool. we played the year before with Shaman's Harvest cool. and those shows were just freaking amazing yeah, we man. played a couple sold out ones at Woolies and that was there's nothing like that being up at, on the stage and having people lined front to back and it's just that, that that's just cloud nine you know. Yeah, uh, I know exactly what you're saying. It's it's so, and it's not like we don't get people to go to our shows, but it is such a blessing to have more than just a bar crowd worth of people. You know, if, if it's more than just like in most of the bars we play, and it's like, well, 50, 50 people would pack the place, you know. And so when you go yeah. into a place like Woolies, and it's like, oh, there's there's hundreds of people here. It's it's like a game changer. Uh, what I've noticed too, not to toot my own horn, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll toot our horn, I guess, but. The shows that we've played there and we're the opening act, nobody knows us walking into the joint, you know, but after the first song, we've got them. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, there's a line at our merch table and they want to talk to us. And so we have people outside in the parking lot during a, a smoke break wanting to just like a line of people wanting to take pictures with us. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Where are you guys from? We're like, um, here? We're, we're from right over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going home tonight. <laughs> that is pretty fun, though, when you surprise people like that, when they're just like, these guys are so good. There's no way they could be like from my hometown playing shows at, at a local bar. And then it's like, oh, you guys have been playing shows here this whole time, and I've missed it. And it took me going to a, you know someone else's show. I mean, that's the benefit of going to those those bigger yeah. shows and playing on the bigger shows. But that's really cool when you know you got them, you know, like that last one we did. I mean, we come come out swinging. Yeah. And after the first song, they're they're insane. I'm like, we got them, <laughs> you know. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's all you know. In, in my mind, a lot of it's kind of how you construct the set list too. You know, okay, we're playing with this band and this band, and they've got this sound. We don't want to go out there and and play a set list that's gonna kind of fit right in with that we want to come out you know if they got a bunch of softer songs we're going to come out and just kick you right in the nutsack and uh you know for 30 45 minutes and yeah there will be no ballads at that show no, no balance. none <laughs> if, if you're a uh, real poppy soft rock band we're just gonna come out and kick you directly in your scrotum <laughs> and call it a day I was actually talking with someone, you were talking about people just, you know, going nuts in the front row. And that's probably one of my favorite things ever when you can get people moving at a show, but like, uh, different types of music lend themselves to that differently. Like, uh, imagine you're like a folk musician playing acoustic, you know, at a bar and it's like nice, quiet place. And somebody's just riding up in front. It's like, well, tone it down, mister. You know, you're going to knock over my stuff, you know, but like we had one of those. Uh, we, we did. <laughs> What are you guys playing? Blacked Out World Acoustic shows? Here, let me hear yeah, it. Absolutely. Let's yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, All right, let's hear it. Blacked Out World Acoustic show. And, and uh, was that the one where it was just you and me? Yes. Okay. And uh, I'll have to find it on Facebook. Maybe I'll send it to you sometime because someone got a picture of it. Uh, there was a guy, and I, I don't know this guy, but um, he had a lot of something in his system that night. And we're playing everything super soft and pretty. I mean, you could just be doing that all night and this dude's running across the front of the stage there's nobody up front and it's, it's an acoustic show everyone's sitting down he's yeah, you fucking rock. and then he jumps up on the stage and starts licking my ear while i'm playing guitar licking me in the ear going true story and, and this is this is all i could hear i'm going to try not to blow out your mic 
oh yeah, you're a fucking god. I'm like, okay, you need to get away from me now. Like while I'm trying to play. That was so yeah, there's but he didn't he didn't I, break I, form. No. He was playing it good. No, no, that's uh, I don't know if that's good or bad that a dude licking my ear doesn't make me miss. Uh, oh know, my gosh! It speaks about your con- speaks you know a lot about your conviction as a human. Let's just put it that way. You've got a, you know <laughs> you've got Moxie yeah, kid. <laughs> that's just me. Oh man, no, that's fun. I uh, you know is I never even thought about that. I remember seeing you guys promoting an acoustic show not terribly long ago, but like you like I said earlier, you know we we're talking twenty twenty. It's been about a two or three yeah. year long year, so. um it's just one of those things, but God, you know, a lot of stuff prior to three was written acoustically. I mean, if you listen to red, white and black, most of that stuff I wrote, I wrote that acoustic. Oh, cool. So, and we can pretty much take any one song of our you know, 30 and play an acoustic version of it. Oh, that's wild. Have you guys ever thought about like doing a, an acoustic album of some yes. sort? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I plan to. Oh, nice. Cool. How do, how do you think you're going to go about doing that? Um, just generally speaking. I think I'm just gonna take like the greatest hits, mm-hmm. you know, maybe throw something new in there, but ooh, in the ooh. three albums, maybe just do a handful of songs. Oh, that'd be super cool. You're gonna try and do like a, a like a full drum set, or do make them like go down to like cajon and and tambourine and nonsense. We're just or gonna, I think we'll record the raw track and then figure out what it needs from there. There you go. I mean, blacked out boys, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> The Bob EP. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, it's one of those like eighties glamour shots with you holding an acoustic and like a fucking tuxedo with a rose in front of a blurry camera and then that little part up here where you're looking straight sideways and then Absolutely. that'll be your album cover. Every song has to start out with a heavy sigh. <sighs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, 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 no. No, no, uh, great idea. <laughs> no, it actually does sound like a really good idea, though, because I feel like if if any band could probably pull it off, you know, it'd be a metal band, because I feel like the acoustic set, uh, you know, doing acoustic versions of of metal songs lends itself a little bit, you know, at least to the to the metal style. It's like the somberness, you know, you can at least pull some of that into the acoustic. But uh, I, I seen done that recently. I'm like, you bastards! I did it first. Who is that? <laughs> Metallica's done it recently. Oh <laughs> well, well, we'll let, we'll let that they slide. <laughs> they stole it from me. Yeah. <laughs> Careful, Lars will send you a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this has been uh, by far one of the more entertaining podcasts I've done. I'll just say that straight away. I've I've laughed more at this one than a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope you weren't hope, uh, hoping to get any kind of uh, like real information out of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just cross this, discredit all this information. It's all lies. (laughs) So do you you guys have one show on the books for the future, and that kind of depends whether or not the COVID, um, whatever that no shows, no bars open COVID stuff goes away or not? Yep, September 26th. That's Saturday, right? It's going to be on a Saturday? Yeah. yeah, September 26th at Hole Avenue. Hole, awesome. Well, I'll uh, I'll do my best to get there uh, if I can. I mean, the worst part about it is I am probably the worst at like managing my time right now. I'm just like in between bouts of uh, of working and, and then just also being kind of lazy. So 
Um, it sucks because I we all do. Yeah, it's just being being a grown up, we just nap whenever we can and find stuff to do in between there. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Well, it kind of sucks because sometimes you want to go to shows, and I'm sure you guys run into that with like Saturday practices where you're like, "Man, I'd like to go to this show," but it's also practice day, so I can't really like abandon practice to go to the show. And if you do, well, it's uh, kind of like the yeah, whole... we practice early enough though. We're uh, usually we're wrapping up, and uh, it's we'll right around that. that time when music's about to start. So. There's something going on on a Saturday that we want to go see. Usually, it's all of us standing out in the driveway, uh, King of the Hill style, just going, yep, we going to the hole, yep, yep, yep. Man, I'm talking man, we go dang old dang hole, man. There is something that is to be said that's like pretty cool about like the majority of a band or a whole band showing up to watch another band play live. Like, um, it's as as a band that has had that happen multiple times it's like super cool it's always fun to return the favor and uh i don't know it adds adds to people in the crowd and it's also kind of nice when people recognize you like as a band like oh you guys playing tonight it's like no we're here to check these guys out and they're like oh oh sweet i'll check these guys out too you know and you kind of push the push the crowd more towards the stage by just being there you know it's something sure something to it yeah yeah it's uh um more so we just uh we don't like to go to the bathroom by ourselves, so if uh, <laughs> you bring friends with you and then we just do one of the little group things where we all go in there together and tell each other how pretty we are and then uh, go back out and watch some music. <laughs> once again. But, but we say it's support. Once again, very, very serious answer from, from the very serious people that <laughs> blacked yes. out world. Oh, man. I'm stoked to see you guys again. Um, I mean, it's kind of a bummer that Dominic's not booking shows at Hull because I would see you guys there more frequently. Um, and every time I was, I got to say this, every time we were there, uh, you guys brought the thunder, not just on stage, but fan wise. You guys have a pretty decent following. A lot of people showed up to watch you play. So it's pretty awesome to have, you know, um, you know, I play in a punk band. It's not like our following is huge, but when you play 40 plus shows a year in, in one area, it's kind of you know, lowers the demand for the band sometimes at certain places. So like when we would go places, sometimes we'd have a lower show up than others. And it's nice to show up, you know, playing on a show with you guys knowing it's like, well, this place is going to be packed tonight. You know, it's just the way it's going to be. So it's pretty cool to have that, you know, I mean, uh, have all you guys like lived in the Des Moines area most of your lives or? Well, adult lives, adult lives, adult lives. Yeah. Nate was from Southern Iowa. Um, I think the rest of us were all from Des Moines. I don't know where Andy came from. He he, I think he just came out of a forest somewhere at like the I think age of thirty. He was forged. Yeah, he was forged. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well that's pretty sweet. I uh, I think we've covered quite a bit of stuff, but uh, we've got about forty five minutes down. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to discuss that I haven't talked about. Um, I don't know if I've hit all the hot button issues, or if you guys got some fun stuff you feel like I've missed, or or. I'm, I'm now waiting on bated breath for something wildly, <laughs> wildly amusing. Um, I mean, we could always talk about Wisconsin. I mean, we all know the story, but everyone else hasn't heard the story. <laughs> that's that's kind of a that, that could be a hot button. We, we'd have to talk about that one nicely. <laughs> well, if you want to talk about it nicely, go for it. But well, I got uh, nothing to add to that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there's a. Uh, well, we can we can leave it at that you know, and you say, know, let, let, yeah, let's let's talk about it. We can we can talk about the van and the puke and the loading. This is your baby the, now. The, the mystery 
we could just leave it at this and say, hey, uh, go to the show on the on the 26th yeah, and uh, ask him yeah. about the Wisconsin trip. Yeah, ask Nate. Uh, he's going to wear a shirt that says, ask me about Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't need to go into the details. There was a lot of fun stuff that happened that night and, and the next morning. That, uh, that, that That's a memory that will live with me forever. All right. If anybody's curious about the Wisconsin trip, head to their show and ask one of them about it. We'll see if they'll divulge some information. This uh, this gives me another reason that I want to go now. <laughs> you come for the show, you hang out for story time with Nate out back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I got uh, Marco. You've been awesome. Nate, you've been awesome. Uh, it's, it's really good to meet you guys. I mean, this is like the first time we've ever talked, even though we've played shows together. Because, I mean... I mean, we've probably hem-hawed a little bit on stage, off stage, or whatever. But um, you know, it's nice to actually sit down and, and talk with you guys and get to know you and and uh, realize that you guys are just fun-loving individuals, despite uh, slightly hardened exteriors on stage. Sure, no, uh, we definitely uh, we carry the extra chromosomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No, it's a. Yeah, uh, Great. We're going to have to uh, share the stage again pretty soon. That'd be awesome. Dude, it would be cool. Maybe we can get Dom to book us a show together, or we could book one somewhere else or do something. But yeah, I, th- I think it'd be cool to, to book a show with you guys again and get get on stage with you and uh, and catch your act. You know, it's like I said, it's been a while since I've seen you guys. So Yeah, once the apocalypse is over, we'll, uh, we'll have to look into that for sure. Once all this blows over and we're back to a regular schedule. Yeah, definitely. Um, Marco, Nate, is there anything else you guys want to add to this? Because I think we're gonna we're gonna end the recording here. I think we're good. You think Thank we're good? Thank you so much for having us, bud. I appreciate it, dude. You guys are awesome. I can't wait to check you out. If you guys are in Des Moines on the twenty sixth, I'm right, right? Twenty sixth. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, if you're sir. in Des Moines at twenty sixth, go to Hole. You can watch Blacked Out World play. Uh, is anybody else gonna be there? Or is it just gonna be you guys? I think the lineup changed already. And uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> So, he booked it, so I honestly I can't remember, but I know there's going to be some good stuff there. Blacked Out World there. and Mystery Guest with Crazy Wisconsin Stories, the 26th at Hull. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Stay on the line with me. I'll, uh, I'll end the recording here. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. What did I tell you? Uh, it was uh, a riot, man. If, if you watch the video version of this on the Patreon, uh, you can see me chuckling quite a bit at most of the things these guys are saying uh you know once again i said it in the intro i'll say it again in the outro it's really kind of fun to know that these guys uh take their music very seriously but at the same time they also just kind of don't take themselves too seriously it's not like everything's a joke to them but at the same time they like to have fun and uh i really enjoy that so check them out live go uh say hi to them at their next live show if you're available and uh maybe they'll divulge some of that mysterious Wisconsin trip they they rumored a little bit at the end of the podcast I have no clue what it's about uh, all I know is the next time I see him live uh, I'm going to ask him about it so check it out you can also check out Blacked Out World online I've got all the links down below Facebook, YouTube check out their music videos that's one of the things I really enjoyed about these guys was the fact that they you know sit down and take the time to make music videos and uh, the music videos are really good I have always really enjoyed music videos from Uh, what what I would call independent bands you know they do a lot of really cool things so check that out Uh, as well as everything else I'm gonna scour up all the different links I can find and stick them down in the down in the description so check it out I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode I had a blast 
talking to these guys. Uh, it's good to actually, you know, meet them, even though it was just through the internet. But, uh, you know, it was really guy- nice to sit down and talk to these guys. So, Marco, Nate, uh, really appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to sit down and hem-haw with me for a while. You guys were a blast. Uh, check out Blacked Out World. Give them a like on Facebook and everywhere else. I also got to say thanks to everyone who's been buying merch. The merch is slowly selling down. I got to make another order, but we still do have most sizes available. Check out our shop. It is shop.audiblefarm.com. Otherwise, there's a link down below to check out the shop. And also, uh, shout out to everybody that's been watching the video clips we've been posting. They're on YouTube. There is also full video versions available on the Patreon page. You can check that out. It only costs $1 a month, and you can watch the video versions of the podcast that come out every week. That's $1 a month for about four free episodes. Earl, I wouldn't be free, but $1 a month, and it'll give you four episodes of video uh, each month. So it's not too bad, not too shabby. Check it out if that interests you. Also, I do have to say, if you want to check out anything else, Audible Farm, go to audiblefarm.com. You can find all the goodies there. We did recently upload a YouTube video of a guitar we refinished. If you guys want to check that one out, uh, I suggest going to the YouTube channel. channel. Uh, it's youtube.com slash audiblefarm. Uh, hit subscribe if you like, and check out the new video. The new video is crazy. Uh, what I did was I took a guitar that somebody had. Very leg- It was an acoustic guitar, and somebody smashed it. It was uh, smashed into pieces. The neck's no longer attached. There's holes all over it. And uh, I fixed it. I, I repaired it, and it's... Not only functional, it's very functional, and uh, I added some upgrades and stuff to it. So check out the video on the YouTube channel if that's something that uh, may interest you or may not. Otherwise, i got to say thanks to Couchtown Coffee for sponsoring us every single week. I'm out of Couchtown, so I'm going to have to use that code word and and make an order. Uh, I also got to say thanks to everybody that's listening each and every week. You guys uh, make this, you know, make it worthwhile, you know, having people listening every single week. So thank you guys very, very much, and I also got to say thanks to our guests this week uh once again it's marco johnston and nate boyce they are in the band blacked out world check them out live they're good uh i promise so if you guys like metal music boop that's the place you need to be right there blacked out world check it out uh i'm gonna take off and i will check everybody next week thanks again for listening and thanks again for supporting iowa music peace